and thank you for joining us on Giving Voice to Depression. I'm Bridget. And I'm Terry. More than 350 million people worldwide suffer from depression, but you do not have to have it yourself to be affected by it. Its prevalence pretty much guarantees that someone you care about battles its darkness. This podcast tries to shine some light into that darkness. We're not experts and we're not therapists. We're sisters and best friends who live with depression and who are committed to encouraging healthy, healing conversations about mental illness. Today we're going to talk with Dr. Margaret Rutherford, and she is, I am so excited to say, one of our board members, and now we are officially a nonprofit called Giving Voice to Mental Illness. And she's going to talk to us today about what she refers to as perfectly hidden depression, which I find um, pervasive and fascinating. So let's hear what Margaret has to say. There are people who, if they said to you, I suffer from depression, you might say, oh, that explains a lot, or that makes sense. And then there are a lot of others to whom you might reply, you? No, not you. You're whatever you don't think people with depression are. Successful, funny, involved, well-groomed. And those people might well be described by the term Dr. Margaret recently coined. Perfectly hidden depression is a term that I have begun using in the last two to three years to describe a syndrome of characteristics. And what a syndrome is, is a group of behaviors, feelings, beliefs that tend to fall together. These people are incredibly high functioning most often. They are very successful. They are driven. They have lots of quote-unquote friends, although the friends don't know much about them, but you know a lot about the friends. Classic depression, can you can have a lot of mood swings, and with perfectly hidden depression, you simply don't allow yourself to go to a place where you are tired or sad or defeated or disappointed. There's a popular graphic online with a description, this is what happy looks like. And this is what depressed looks like. They look exactly the same. It's two smiley faces. Dr. Margaret sees that all the time. People who mask their shame, sadness, anger, and depression, all while looking perfectly fine. This can be an intentional thing. It can be something that people are actually assuming a different persona or a happier persona. But I think it's just as likely where it is completely unintentional and unconscious. In fact, if you ask them uh, underneath, are you depressed? They go, absolutely not. It's been around so long as a way of functioning that people simply, they don't realize there's anything wrong with what they're doing or anything unhealthy about what they're doing. And in what ways is it a problem? Because I'm sure there are many of, and I'm going to say us, who who might even convince ourselves it's a strength that we're able to put on this, you know, facade, even when we're feeling very different than we look. Sure, sure. Well, frankly, it is a good strategy. It's a healthy strategy. It's called compartmentalization to have something perhaps traumatic in your past or maybe something happened today that you don't like or you're unhappy about and to be able to put it away literally and focus on what you need to get done that day. That's a strength. But people with perfectly hidden depression over compartmentalize. It's their only go-to strategy for anything that's wrong. I've used the metaphor frequently other than shoving it back in the closet as far as you possibly can get it and trying to forget it's there. 
it's still having an impact on you, whether you know it or not. And gradually, the loneliness, exhaustion of keeping up that way of being is is going to uh, seep into the rest of your life. And you simply won't have as healthy and productive and happy a life as you could. You won't feel connected to people. Dr. Margaret has identified 10 characteristics of people with perfectly hidden depression. We'll post them, but here's an overview. The first is perfection with a constant critical voice. So this isn't just being perfectionistic in a sense of you always try to do your best. It's about you never feel like you do your best. Number two is a heightened or excessive sense of responsibility. These people are the the folks with their hands up in the air. I'll do it. I'll do it. Mm -hmm. They need those tasks to fill up their lives so that in many ways those tasks are a distraction. The third is difficulty accepting and expressing painful emotions. And again, this is shame-based avoidance. There's so many people who do not feel comfortable talking about mistakes, regrets, vulnerabilities. They, so they avoid it as if it means that there's something terribly wrong with them. People who can talk about their shame or their mistakes are people who can accept themselves for who they are. And people with perfectly hidden depression really struggle to do that. The fourth characteristic is worry. These people are warriors, and they need a lot of control over themselves and their environment. Um, in fact, a lot of the people tell me that when they, if they actually do go into therapy, that they will be diagnosed with anxiety, with worry. They miss the depression because the person sitting in front of them doesn't look right and doesn't say they're depressed, <laughs> even more importantly. Number five is an intense focus on tasks, using accomplishment as a way to feel valuable. People with perfectly hidden depression often in their families of origin, the only feedback, positive feedback they got was what they could do, either for a parent or their own success. The sixth is an active concern. Active concern about the well-being of others while not allowing anyone into their inner world. These people generally are very caring, loving people, but they don't know how to open up. Again, there's that fear of vulnerability. Number seven is trouble acknowledging hurt or abuse from the past or present. Someone with perfectly hidden depression will discount, oh, you know, it only happened one time. Or if we're talking about some sort of abuse, oh, well, there are people who had it a lot worse than me. The eighth is accompanying mental health issues involving control or escape from anxiety. Eating disorders might accompany this. Substance abuse disorders, especially like benzodiazepine abuse, because these people need to calm down. They don't want to look like they're anxious, and so they might use substances to help them not look that way. The ninth characteristic of perfectly hidden depression is one that surprised us, a strong belief in counting your blessings as a foundation of well-being. I'm all for glass half full. Optimism is wonderful. However, it's important to at least be able to acknowledge the things that are difficult in your life and mm-hmm. admit that they also have an impact. I'll say one more thing about this. Sometimes very spiritual people, religious people, really struggle with this. Mm-hmm. They'll say, you know, I'm not counting my blessings. My faith isn't strong enough or I would not be depressed. Hmm. Or I wouldn't, you know, have any kinds of struggles. The last is uh, people with perfectly hidden depression. You know, they're going to attract either somebody who's just like them that doesn't like to talk about their feelings or their emotions or painful ones, or 
they might be, they're such helpers and givers that they're going to be attracted to takers. So if a number of those resonated with you, Dr. Margaret says, try to identify someone you know and trust and let your mask down. Be real with them about how you're feeling and hurting. There are also a lot of support groups, like adult children of alcoholics and sexual abuse survivor groups. Brene Brown writes beautifully about vulnerability, and a therapist can help too. Though again, you may very well have to explain how you hide your feelings and mention the concept of perfectly hidden depression. It's about having compassion for yourself, treating yourself like you treat everybody else. And of course, if you have a therapist's help, it's about perhaps receiving compassion or understanding or guidance for the first time in your life that is healthy and appropriate. I just love that idea of having compassion for yourself and treating yourself like you treat others because there are so many of us who are there for everybody, but nobody really knows what's going on with us. It's that being real that she's talking about, you know, if we're not willing to, and again, you know, the caveat is it's not always appropriate, but if we're not willing to step forward as who we are, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's Mm -hmm. so easy to say nobody knows. And just the other day I was on a walk with someone and I told her that I had depression and that we were doing this, you know, you, (laughs) yes, um, (laughs) But, you know, I hadn't shown her that side of me. And it is only a piece of me. But if I haven't shown it to her, how can I kind of feel a little bit rejected and stung, if you will, um, by her reply? She doesn't know it because I haven't shown it. Or by the fact she's never reached out to help you because she doesn't know you need help. Exactly. Perfectly hidden depression. Exactly. And we want to point out that Dr. Margaret, uh, in addition to being on our board, is also an author and a podcaster. And her podcast, which I really do like, is called Self Work with Dr. Margaret Rutherford. And she does talk about perfectly hidden depression, but she also talks about anxiety and relationship issues and uh, all sorts of the things she's encountered in her 25 plus years as a clinical psychologist. Well, may we someday call ourselves post-hidden depression people. (laughs) I think we could call ourselves that. We've gone from nobody knowing to being all over the internet. I think that we are posted. And yes, that's hilarious. We hope that our podcasts bring about a little more understanding or help people articulate their experience of depression a little more. And thanks to each and every person who's digging deep and finding the words and finding the courage to give voice to depression. And you can find our podcasts on our website, givingvoicetodepression.com, as well as on iTunes, where we hope you will subscribe, rate, and respectfully comment. And please remember, if you're hurting, speak up. If someone else is hurting, listen up.